Welcome to the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM. We are broadcasting, well, from our respective rooms, but uh, we are coming to you uh, from the tower atop SFU Burnaby, which is located on the unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, Coquitlam, and Salale with Tooth. Uh, typically, on a non-coronavirus era of this show, you can give us a call at 778-782-CJSF. That's 778-782-2573. This is the Vancouver Mixtape. I'm Jamie Sessford. I am Jesse Wensloff. Jesse, it's great to chat with you again. I think we figured out uh, the recording from home thing, um, and we even up the ante a little bit this week. Oh, yeah. We're bringing in a third party. Uh, we're committed to making this work because we still want to do our radio show, even though the, the studio is not open, and it looks like it's it's not not going to be for a while. So uh, we're True. very excited to bring in... Uh, a, a rare third time guest here on the mixtape uh, maybe appropriate given yeah. uh, th- they're also the first third party in our corona times there you go and it's uh, it, we will be chatting with Jeff Kankade uh, also known as Devours also known as the uh, golden age of wrestling and we're going to be talking to him about his brand new record under that moniker today as well as playing some new music from him yeah, uh, I am super jealous that you got to talk to Jeff. We couldn't quite figure out how to get all three of us talking and recorded on the same platform. Um, but uh, I know I had a lot of questions to ask him, and you did a, a great job a- asking those questions uh, just without even knowing what I wanted you to ask. So uh, I'm excited for uh, you folks out there to have a listen to the record, uh, or sorry, well, to the record, certainly. Uh, Tombstone Piledriver, which is the new Golden Age of Record, excuse me, Golden Age of Wrestling record, uh, and then also to listen to this interview that uh, Jamie did with Jeff. Absolutely, and it's always nice catching up with Jeff. Jeff is uh, probably one of my favorite people that that we have met in this local music scene, um, and is certainly one of its more beloved artists at this point. So, um, yeah, it's it's really great to to catch up with him and and to get a he, he gives like very thorough and honest uh, per, like depiction of like what what led to the creation of this project and where he's at with his headspace now. So uh, we'll get to that in uh, just a minute, but uh, maybe we should start things off with a song or two, hey? Yeah, I think, uh, well, why don't we just do uh, the first, our first Golden Age of Wrestling track of the night, uh, and then we'll go right into the interview and come back after. Sounds good. Okay, this is. Is, this is Nevada by the Golden Age of Wrestling from the new record Tombstone Piledriver.
got returning guest Jeff back on the Vancouver mixtape. Great to see you, Jeff. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Great to see you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the lockdown, self isolation, quarantine situation treated you? Um, that is a good question. Um, it has not been great. Uh, a lot of last year was spent unemployed, living alone, being single, going through what felt like a very, very long, a painful time of self-isolation without even coronavirus. And then this year was going to be my year of turning it around, going out, dating, having more fun. I had tons of shows lined up for Devours and a few for the Golden Age of Wrestling. Tons of trips, like tons of stuff got canceled. Uh, so yeah, this has not been great. Um, I'm grateful to have had a job. I have a job for one more month and then I will be unemployed. But these past few months I have been working on uh, doing video editing for a kid's show. But, but yeah, so I was not in a good headspace going into this. And I left Vancouver, actually. I spent six weeks living with my parents on Vancouver Island. So that was really good to just wake up in the morning and be, and like see people and actually be around people. Cause I was just like, I live in a tiny little like dorm room apartment. It's super small. I didn't want to do this whole thing alone. So yeah, I was gone for a while and then came back a few weeks ago to perform. Like I did a few live stream shows in my apartment and then I have been focusing on the rollout for the golden age of wrestling. So that's been fun. I've been kept busy just doing like interviews and pictures and posting stuff. And yeah, so that's been good. I've been busy. I, I got to admit, like for me, maybe I, I wasn't paying close enough attention, but it seemed like the golden age of wrestling stuff just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my best as just like a one person in the universe type thing where like I don't really have any support. I don't have like anyone promoting stuff for me. And so, yeah, every so often, maybe once every three weeks or something, I would post a new song, just trying to like get exposure, raise awareness for the project. I genuinely could not gauge if anyone was interested. So I had no expectations at all when I put this album out, especially because like it's a new project. It's not Devours. And so there's no guarantee that anyone who likes Devours will be into this. Right. That's been a really humbling learning experience, like hustling to get people interested in this new project. And like a few people have hopped on board and a lot of people just don't care because it's not devourers. And so, yeah, it's been hard to gauge that or to get any exposure because I can't play shows now. Like I had a few fairly big shows lined up for it, including a release show. And that has not happened because of Corona. And so, yeah, it kind of just felt like me like preparing to dump this thing onto the internet and be like, okay, peace out. And uh, it has gained more traction than I expected. It's gotten a few like news articles and list placements and stuff like that. And I am thrilled. I really did not expect it. So it's nice. And deservedly so. Like you'd worked your ass off with the Devour stuff uh, over the last couple of years. And I think you've really done a great job of positioning yourself in in this scene like i i think you're probably one of the most uh, like recognizable and uh, beloved at this point artists that, that's playing the circuit regularly um and so when you just came out with a brand new project 
a new look, like new sound when those first singles dropped. And you're just kind of like, how, like, is he going to start from scratch again? Like, um, so that was, it, it was pretty, it, I thought it was a, a bold strategy. And I'm glad to hear that it seems to be paying off somewhat. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, honestly, it wasn't very strategic. It was me coming extremely close to ending Devourers last spring. Even though I was already recording some new material for it, I had like a total nervous breakdown and was like, you know what? I hate my life. <laughs> like, it's just exhausting, you know? Like, I've just spent, I was putting so much pressure on myself and was trying to prioritize music. And um, like, I just didn't have money. I had been unemployed for a long time because I was trying to keep myself open for touring opportunities. And it's just a crazy thing when you're a solo artist and you don't really have a booking agent, you're doing like literally everything yourself. It kind of felt like 7% or so of everything I did was music related. And the rest of it was just like networking, going to shows and like handling merch orders. And it's like running a business. That's what it felt like. And I wasn't necessarily hating it, but I was starting to burn out and I, wanted to create this new project because I needed to remind myself that music is fun. Like that's truly what this project was. It wasn't a new strategy of like, okay, I'm going to hit up the ambient market now. It was totally just me like relearning that making music is fun. And this was just like a little passion project. So, yeah. And what's the result of that? Like have, have you rediscovered the fun in making music through this project? Did that work the way yeah. that you're hoping it would? Yeah, this project has made me so happy this past year. I've listened to the album a lot. I wasn't even going to come up with like a character for it or a look for it. I was maybe just going to like dump it onto the internet last fall or so. But I kept listening to the songs and was like, you know what? I really like this. And I want people, I do want people to hear it, even if it's just like friends and family and stuff. I, this music has like helped me just emotionally through kind of like a chaotic, dark time last year and maybe... Weirdly enough, coronavirus is happening right now, and like maybe this music can help like calm someone else down through anxious times or something. Because that's kind of what it did for me last year. It was a little bit therapeutic to make this. Doing or like making this project has helped me feel more positive about Devours now. Because I was just like at the end of my rope for that project and was like, I think I'm done. And I think that now that I've sort of alleviated some stress and some pressure and stuff. And I have a separate thing I can focus on. A bunch of ideas are bubbling up for Devours. I have a lot of ideas and a few reps that I'm working on right now. And so, yeah, I think it was just a matter of like taking things a tiny bit less seriously and reprioritizing. And, and I wonder too, if like giving yourself permission to like look outside of what you, outside of what you're focused on all the time, um, and giving you like a hard break from that, it, that's got to revitalize some of those feelings of why you started that other project in the first place, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it has, it has done that. I'm in a pretty good state right now. I'm feeling positive about music. And I think that over the, these past few years, it's been a little bit of like, I guess, letting go of like, my teenage dreams in a weird way, you know, cause I was really ambitious when I was a teenager watching much music all the time and being like, I'm going to be on much music. 
Like that was like my dream. I didn't even imagine like world tours or anything like that. I just wanted to like be on much music and make cool art and music and stuff. And like, obviously that won't happen now with much music, but like realistically, I think that like over the last handful of years, locally, I've done everything that I could and set out for. Maybe I feel like I'm plateauing and not really getting like discovered elsewhere or getting to that next level in the industry where I'm becoming Orville Peck or some sort of like huge breakout star. And that's ultimately what you need is some sort of huge breakout where you have like major label support and a booking agent and stuff like people helping you. But I think that I was just, yeah, like I'm not quite making it there. I was just felt like I was falling short and still having to do everything myself and I was burning out. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to start a new chapter in my life right now of making music for fun and then maybe like going back to school or something. But that's been a pretty like transformative, but kind of like painful journey this past year is like letting go of the like rock star dream and being like, you know what, maybe for my mental health, it's actually better to just like make music for fun, like for my friends and then have a job that makes money and <laughs> that's a little bit more stable. The record is Tombstone Piledriver, and the, it, it's absolutely fantastic. And maybe for better or worse, it's kind of soundtracking my personal, like, coronavirus <laughs> situation. <laughs> what, like, where did this project start for you? Like, did you? like, did you make these songs while you're trying to find Devour songs? Or did you consciously start on a separate project? Or were they just things that you needed to get out of your system altogether? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that um, I started this project for a handful of, of reasons. The biggest one is that the whole framework of just making like nine songs and putting it on an album and then going for two and a half years, handling everything else, like non like music related, um, doesn't really, it's not conducive for my style of, of like producing and, and making music. I'm a little bit more prolific and just want to have like a steady stream of stuff coming out. And so uh, yeah, I just wanted to like open the floodgates a little bit and have some other project where I could just continually do it, continuously like put stuff out. Um, I know what you did next summer. It was the first piece of music that I made for this. It's a little bit old now. It came out or like I made it about a year and a half ago, and for about six months it was just going to be a Devourers B side, and then um, little by little I was starting to make other sort of soundtracky style stuff and with devourers i try really hard to have kind of like a singular vision and sound for it i don't really want to make an album that has like six songs that have vocals and then six songs that are kind of instrumental you know i just try to like make them all pop bangers <laughs> and then have a new like break off project now where it can be all sort of moody you know it's like why it doesn't hurt to, to do that to just have something else and so, yeah, technically, though, I started the project last May. So it's exactly one year ago after my huge, like, mental breakdown. And so, yeah, it came out really quickly. I feel like the project was really, um, like, inspired. You know, you, usually I can churn stuff out and it's kind of, like, sometimes it is creative, sometimes it's not. But, um, like, this project really, I felt, was, like, a kernel of a pretty cool idea and then grew into something else. And so, yeah, I've been, like, giddy about this project for the last year i've just been trying to get other people to get like into it <laughs> 
you you mentioned earlier that you weren't sure even if you were you're going to create a character for this record um yeah. but ultimately you did and so there's the character of golden age the golden age of wrestling is there can you like tell us a little bit about the character and like how you came up with it what you envisioned it does the character have a name aside from the golden age of wrestling uh, no yeah so it doesn't have a name it's funny because with devourers i've tried to create a little bit of at least like a a look like a signature look on stage with the eyebrows and the upside down cross and the sort of like glammy blouses that i've been wearing and stuff like that and i think that for golden age of wrestling i wanted to actually do the opposite the whole game plan with this project was to have videos so i made a video for every song on the album i've only released a handful of them so far but yeah the the game plan was to just like not wear makeup just be in all black use my golden cape as the the banner for my like synth table or whatever usually because i have one for devourers as you've seen and so i was just using like the golden cape type thing as the banner for that and then to just have um like projections and videos in the background so that was the original idea but it's boring on social media and it's really really fun <laughs> to just like create a new character and to go out all over town and take pictures with this like golden veil it's kind of hilarious and also i think that like the, i've coined the term glambient for this and it seems to have caught on a lot of people seem to like the term glambient but no one's really asked me what it means and I think that for me, it's like trying to do something a little bit different and subversive and take ambient, which a lot of people think is kind of boring and faceless when they think of like the artists who make them. And I'm trying to inject a little bit of personality and like spice into the ambient genre and to create a little bit of like a villain persona for ambient. So I'm just, I'm just having fun. Well, and it's funny that you say that. For, like when uh, I, I can't remember if it was an article or if it was on your social media that I, I first saw saw you use the term glambient. Um, but like, yeah, it's it, I remember seeing it and being like, "This is per like that's what this is. It's perfectly a perfect distillation of what I think this project sounds like." Um, and it's weird because like uh, the the record is a notable departure from from devours um as as was intended and uh it, it certainly fits into an ambient uh it even flirts with chill wave a little bit a little bit which it, on this show yeah. it's been noted like i'm just a huge chill wave boy that just like can't get enough of that genre like 10 years later um yeah I but, it, too. it was really uh, special yeah, and it was it was such like a it was such like a just like a dot in time of like two or three years where like people just really kicked the crap out of it and then it just kind of faded yep. away. But anyways, it, it it's interesting that you say that there's the sound to it um, that you wanted to like spice up because you've got the you've got the notes of ambient music in there, but then there are some like there's I don't know if it's like instruments or samples or or just sounds in general that you're using that are are very much like you sounds like they're they're very like tiny little signatures um of just like oh this is this music made by by jeff um oh, and, and i don't I, I don't know if that was intentional or if like you have sample packs or or there's certain <laughs> yeah. tones that that you just love to keep going back to is is that the case 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> I haven't updated my sample library in a few years. <laughs> so, yeah, I just kind of stick with what I like. Yeah, but, but it's, it's cool. Some sort of like signature sound or style or something. That's neat to hear. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, I'm not really hearing these sample packs anywhere else, or at least being used in ways that you use them. The rest of Jamie's interview with Jeff from the Golden Age of Wrestling is coming up next. For now, this is uh, the Golden Age of Wrestling's track, At Your Best, You Are Jarwin. want to go and like actually talk about uh wrestling because it's not it's not just like a passing phrase that you've used in 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 naming this project you've uh some of your social media posts have explicitly been about wrestling now jeff were you or are you a big wrestling guy yes i was and i am (laughs) and i will always be it seems like there was a one post that you did the the fun facts post from April twenty seventh, um, where you cite your favorite wrestlers. Now, you grew up in the in like the actual golden age of wrestling. Then, um, maybe or I'm just, old, but not that old. So maybe like, like my era was like mid to late nineties. 
because I suppose that was when I was getting like really deep into it. It was the peak of the WCW versus WWE wars. At the time, it was WWF. But yeah, so I was a little bit more WCW. Wow. A lot of people aren't on that wave because they loved like Stone Cold and The Rock. And it was like peak attitude era for WWE. And it was an amazing time for that that company but i was a little bit more into wcw there were just like a kooky cast of characters for for that company um there was one guy named disco inferno who i definitely had a crush on (laughs) i think that was my intro or like entry into wrestling was that they were just really hot like wrestling is really really hot to me um but yeah disco inferno like had disco music and would come out and would be like doing like a clothesline on his opponent and then would start dancing in the ring. Like it was so funny. Yeah. There were a lot of like amazing characters for WCW. And I guess, I guess uh, like I misspoke in saying that that was the goal. That's the age that I meant when I, I suppose the golden age of wrestling is an actual period of time. Um, that's a far, far earlier, but like that attitude era and the WCW, WWF, like Monday Night Wars, like that was, it was truly a beautiful, beautiful time to be a wrestling fanatic. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if it has matched it since then. You know, like, uh, yeah, there's a new company named AEW and it is starting to gain a tiny bit of traction. Um, But yeah, it'll still maybe be a little while into the future before WWE has a lot of competition. And I think that maybe that company has like slagged a tiny bit these past 20 years because of the a lack of competition between different companies. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel um, like I, I could do a whole like 20, 25 minute conversation with you about wrestling. And I'm really fighting the urge to get, not get into it that deep. But um, are, you, are you big into the local circuits at all? I want to be into it more. There's a friend of mine from Nanaimo his uh, ring name was King of the Yukon. His real name is Dave. Uh, he was so like talented and was an amazing uh, character, like amazing at creating a persona for himself. And um, maybe like five years ago or so, he was the heavyweight champ of ECCW, the local like circuit. And uh, so I was very proud of him. And I saw a few of his matches. I also managed to witness Bollywood Boys. I think that's what their name were yeah from Burnham I think they were maybe from Burnham and they got uh, a chance to go to Florida for WWE I'm not sure if they were on like the televised shows for it but yeah they kind of like blew up yeah yeah yeah. no yeah that that was really cool to to see because they did have that explicit Vancouver connection Um, yeah when you started putting this project together did you were you thinking about wrestling when you were writing these songs were you just like this would make for excellent intro music if gold dust was back at it he would walk in through through my music i you know what okay so i was not thinking about wrestling i wanted a stage name that would be kind of like exciting and feel fresh um i don't hate the name devourers but it felt cooler when I came up with that name like 10 years ago. And I just wanted a, a name that like sounded fresh and cool. So it was a little bit less about wrestling. I knew that a lot of people would like laugh at it and be like, oh, he's probably poking fun at wrestling. 
but deep down, I actually do love wrestling. <laughs> well, and like going yeah, back to the music, it was just like a little bit of a random thing that I thought sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's like, where do you see this project going? Going next? I know we're kind of stuck, like literally stuck in place for now, and there's not a lot of opportunities. <laughs> um to to go out and perform i have seen that you've done you've done some uh some live streams um how have those gone so far do you foresee much more of that going on yeah so i performed as devourers a little bit over a week ago for citr's uh, like instagram channel and it was deeply weird i have to say i'm very grateful for that opportunity some people tuned in some friends watched it and they were commenting. And so that was neat. A few friends told me that they had fun after, but wow, like when you're compared or like when you're used to being on stage and there's crowds of people who are dancing and you get all this energy from people, it feels so contrived when you're at home alone, there's no energy. There's no people. You can't even read the comments on the, the camera because it's too far away. You can just only see yourself in the reflection of your camera <laughs> and, like I was trying really hard to like put on a show and get people into it and to move around, but it didn't feel real because there was no real energy from the crowd. Like it wasn't truly spontaneous. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to be a good sport about live streaming. That's what we have right now and what we can do. Um, I, I, I do have a few more performances coming up, uh, like for, for both projects actually, um, that I don't know if I can like name or list yet. A few of them are secret. <laughs> wow now that i'm at home i don't have a projector i feel like i can't fully like do what i want at home live with that project so i think devours is a little bit of a better project for doing like at home live shows right, right right um yeah but i'm gonna do my best awesome now uh just as we're, we're wrapping up here do you do you have anything uh that you're currently working on that that is maybe something that you could tease or are you just riding the, riding the wave with, um, with this brand new record that you put out? I have been a lone wolf in the scene for a number of years. I'm a little bit of a control freak. I've known that for a long time. <laughs> I'm not used to collaborating. It's probably for good reason, but I'm trying to loosen up and do some collaborations this Holy. summer. Yeah, one of them is with a, a big local artist. Oh, no way. Again, yeah, I don't want to like, say anything else at this point. Um, I think that at this point, especially because I'm going to be unemployed pretty soon, I'm going to need a project to work on so that I don't go insane alone in my apartment. And so, yeah, I think it might be a good time to work on some new Devours, like just solo Devours stuff. Awesome. Well, that's, that's all really exciting. Like, I, I think that's as, probably as hefty as a tease that you could possibly give. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really excited for it. But like I said, this record has very much been a, um, a soundtrack to my shelter in place, my self-isolation. Um, and it's, it's definitely gotten me through a lot of these, like, tougher work days and more boring moments. So thank you for that. I'm sure there are several, like many other people that would say the same thing. Um, and so we appreciate you for creating more great, great music for us. Thank you so much, Jamie. I always love chatting with you. I love the Vancouver mixtape. And um, yeah, 
that's it. I'm always like grateful when you want to chat with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's always a pleasure, Jeff. I look forward to seeing you in real life, hopefully sooner than later. Um, and I, I look forward to more great music from you. Cool. Thank you, Jamie.
back to the Vancouver Mixtape on CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, Campus Community Radio from Simon Fraser University. Jamie, what did we just hear? All right, that was Prince Charming by the Golden Age Age of Wrestling off of his brand new record, Tombstone Pile Driver. Um, of course, me, I, I can't get I can't get around not talking about Chill Wave for a hot sec. Um, but honestly, this record is probably the best Chill Wave record that's come out in the last like eight years. The best Glambient record, Jamie. Glambient. Glambient. Yeah, I suppose that's. That's far cooler than uh, a chill wave a descriptor, but and I mean we got to do our part to spread the term. I bet it it's funny every every piece of media that that's that's covered the Golden Age of Wrestling so far has has pulled the glambient uh, term out there somewhere. So I, I think Jeff's Jeff's got a, a hot commodity on his hands there. Well, it's, I think like it perfectly it does perfectly describe the music. Totally, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Well, we got um, we got uh, the uh, a Mirepoix song ready to go here, Jesse. Uh, this is the track "Discourse" from Moon in Taurus. And you're listening to it on the Vancouver Mixtape.
Nova Beach by Palm Hayes from a new sort of short little record of the same name. Uh, Before that, Make Me Strange is the new record from Shrouded Amps, and that track was Embryo, uh, coming before Discourse by Mirepoix. Jamie Shrouded Amps, uh, big fan here personally, and uh, I've seen all my favorites in the local music scene also just glowing over the new record by, by these fine folks. Yeah, it's uh, at one point they're a mainstay on this show, but it's it's nice to see them circulate back into the fold. Um, it's I don't know, mixtape episodes always feel like something's missing if there's no shrouded amps on it. Totally. Uh, and now, Jamie, we're right near the end of the show, and I am going to turn things in a slightly somber direction. Uh, I was woken up this morning by a phone call from my mother telling me that my childhood cat had passed away. And uh, so in memoriam of Felix, who lived 20 years, which is oh. a long time for a cat, and uh, she had a real real nice life. She's still got a, a sister kicking around, Figaro, uh, still there. And uh, just in memory, I'm going to play uh, a track by the band Dream Cars, who are local here, of course, as is everything on the Vancouver mixtape. Uh, their new record is called Myth of the Cat, and this song is Myth of the Cat.
Myth of the Cat by Dream Cars. Jamie, this is it. This is the end of the show. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, some new music and a good hearty chat with uh, Jeff about the golden age of wrestling, which is his hot new uh, project that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and we even got some actual wrestling chat in too, which is yeah. always a bonus. I know that's what uh, all of our core listenership is is looking for, so glad to get that in there. Absolutely. Um, as we're closing out, uh, just a reminder, you can catch this show at cjsf.ca. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, uh, as well as we're on SoundCloud too. Um, but yeah, if you, if when in doubt, you can also find us at cjsf.ca, the only place to catch all of our broadcasts, even the old, old, old ones. Yeah, go way back. Uh, and you can find the new record, Tombstone Piledriver, by the Golden Age of Wrestling, everywhere you find music. So uh, go give it a few spins, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Absolutely. Take care, Jesse. Bye. Bye.